welcome to the Asylum. And now, your hosts, Rick Flieger and Rick Briggs. That's right. Welcome back into the Asylum Fantasy Sports Show. Now a proud member of the Full-Time Fantasy Podcast Network. Check out this and tons of other great shows over at FullTimeFantasy.com, at FullTimeFantasy on Twitter. Of course, you want to follow your boys, AsylumFantasySports.com, at AsylumFootball on Twitter. If you want to be part of tonight's mailbag, well, probably next week, you won't make it in for tonight's, AsylumFootball <laughs> at gmail.com. I am Rick Fleer, welcoming in my co-host and noted feminist, Rick Briggs. How's it going, <laughs> yeah. Rick? Yeah, welcome back to the Asylum, the prediction show, the questions, the mailbag will be open tonight, and yeah, don't listen to Rick, it may not make the show, but you get them in till up till about 11.30 on Sunday morning, we'll get to them. So it's come uh, noon, Rick is drunk as a rat, and you don't want him <laughs> well, answering those questions. I gotta go down in my hole and settle down in my easy chair. With, with but, the bourbon and the illicit drugs it's, get, it's getting that time of year now it's starting to get a little chilly it's getting to be bourbon weather you know the beer weather's kind of fading away see, but, i still uh, can't handle brown liquor it makes me squirrely rick i can drink beer all day and you've seen it i just act like an idiot and crash oh yeah around. well yeah you act like an idiot all right no but doubt i get about into it. the brown liquor i get squirrely so i gotta stay off it as much as i enjoy it i just i can't behave myself week six we got I tell you, a lot of fans, fantasy implications as far as bye week. You know, this week. These Ra- next couple weeks are going to hurt. Raiders, Bills, Colts, and Bears off this week. And uh, I tell you what, pay attention to your boys. We crushed it last week. Uh, against the Lion, I was 10-4-1. Where was I at? You were at 7-7-1. Seven, seven, oh, right mean, in you the were, middle where I always Yeah, right am. in the middle there. Uh, straight up, you were a little lacking. You were 7-8. and eight. I was 9-5. and five. We're struggling. We're usually four or five games over 500 every week straight up. It, this year's weird, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's just but, weird. But against the line, you're winning money. I'm right there, about 500. So uh, We're going to get it. We're yeah. going to get it. Yeah, just stay here with your boys. We'll get you all right. Well, let's get to uh, our little predictions here. Well, let's do some start sits. Oh, yeah, it's a great idea. So, great uh, idea. I'll start it out. I'll tell you what, I'll just give all three a quarterback, a running back, and a wide receiver. Okay. We're get the quarterback position. I'm all in on Kyle Allen all of a sudden. Going up against this Tampa Bay defense, I think it's going to be a good football game. I think Kyle Allen is the real deal. If nothing else, he's going to throw one pass to Christian McCaffrey. He'll bust it for 93 yards. It's just He's getting it done. You've got some guys on by this week. You may be scouring that waiver wire. Kyle Allen, I think you could do a heck of a lot worse based on you know what's going to kind of right. be available at this time. And, and that's what these starts and sits are, are geared toward. Right. You know, we're not going to say, well, you better start uh, Christian McCaffrey yeah. this week because he's pretty good. Oh, well, that was my running back, so, Rick, <laughs> so you just spoiled that one. No, at running back, i tell you what, a lot of questions about it. Um, the last couple of weeks, I think we see Melvin Gordon back in earnest this week. For me, Austin Eckler is still a start. He is the type of player going up against that Steelers defense this week. He is the type of player who will kill them. He will make big chunk plays. He's not going to need the touches he's put up up to this point. There's going to be big third down chunk plays. He is going to find the end zone. He is precisely the type of player that kills the Pittsburgh Steelers. And at wide receiver, Rick, I think you get uh, Case Keenum starting again after the coaching change. In Washington, I think Terry McLaurin's back to what we saw early on in the year. Going against that Dolphins defense, they should be able to move the ball. Keenan and McLaurin seem to have a little bit of rapport with him back and with Haskins, fortunately, for for McLaurin not being in there. I think Terry McLaurin's going to be a real nice flex play this week. 
Okay, uh, I'm going to go quarterback. Look, I'm going again this week with Kirk Cousins. Uh, We were right about him last week, and they're going up against Philadelphia. Look, Philadelphia is still next to the last and pass defense, despite destroying the Jets last week with what? Uh, you know, Luke Falk, a quarterback. Right. So, I mean, I think Kirk Cousins still is is poised to put up some big numbers. Running back, I'm going for the toilet bowl. Um, it, Miami's given up 176 yards a game on, on the ground so far this year. Adrian Peterson, I think, is a great start almost, if you got a banged-up running back. Yeah, I almost guarantee he gets 20 carries this week. Yeah. What he does with them, I don't know, but he will. If you're looking for opportunity, if you got guys on a bye week like a Marlon Mack, exactly. he's going to touch the ball 20 times. I guarantee it. Yeah, and I think this is his best chance at a 100-yard right, game, and exactly. it may be a score that you're going to have. And wide receiver, I may, I know this may be a stretch, but I'm going Devontae Parker. Um, if you've got a couple of guys on by, a T.Y. Hilton, a bike banged up Mike Williams, something like that. Um, if you find yourself with some injuries, buys, that kind of thing, the Washington defense has given up the most passing TDs in the NFL this year. And let's not forget that Elbert Wilson's hurt for the Dolphins, and Devontae Parker's caught exactly one of the two TDs. Two TD thrown this year. That is unbelievable. It's unbelievable, but I think he, I think he could certainly um, actually have a decent day he's, if you if you're in a pinch. He's actually every other week put up decent numbers, he, yardage wise, anyhow. Right. So yeah, something something to look at. All right, let's go to the. You know, before we do that, I'm going to ask you a question, Ray. Okay. And this is a loaded question because to this week you probably don't know, and nobody else knows this. It's Civil War week. Is Rick Briggs and I go head to head against one another in the only league that matters, the Caveman Football League? You bring up Kirk Cousins as a start. I'm going to ask you a question, and I'm, I want you to be honest with me, even though we're competing. I'm always each other. honest. Kirk Cousins. <laughs> against that Eagles defense or Matt Stafford in Lambeau this week? I'm struggling with it. I shouldn't be. It should be obvious, but I'm really struggling with that. Okay. Now, I'm going to be perfectly honest, but you also have to realize my tendencies. Well, I know I've how much never you liked, hate Stafford I've never liked Matt Cousins, Stafford. Yeah. I'd go Kirk Cousins in a heartbeat yeah, I against know. that Philly defense. Yeah, I guess I didn't think about that. Those are two quarterbacks I really know your feelings on well. Yeah. You are a Kirk Cousins apologist, and Matt Stafford could come to your house, <laughs> cook you breakfast, paint the house, give you a new car, and you would still tell me sucked as he walked out the door. There is nothing that man can do. What kind of car? To win you over. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> nothing that man can do to win you over. All right, sits this week. There's kind of a theme in your starts, Rick. There's a theme in my sits. I'm going to sit Car- Carson Wentz against the Vikings this week. I I don't like that matchup. The Vikings defense playing really well. And I think Carson Wentz has been underwhelming. I feel like that's a word I've used a lot here already tonight. Really underwhelming me to this point. Here's a question I want to pose to you. Um, If you're in a fantasy league, and I'm I'm preface my sits because if you're in a one-quarterback league, you probably already have your starting quarterback. But if you're in in a... if you're going to be sitting um, a Carson Wentz, where's that line of who goes in in place of him? I'll and, tell you this much. Gardner Minshew, Kyle Allen. I, I think kind of those guys, those questions, right. you know, those. I don't even know if they're question marks. I think I start Jimmy Garoppolo over him. I, I think okay. there, there, there's a lot out yeah, there. Yeah, there that, is. I just uh, 
was interested in, in your line, your Mendoza line, I yeah. should say. It might be right around Kirk Cousins and Matt Stafford. Right, exactly, <laughs> right. Might, might be where he's at. I actually don't like Stafford's matchup in Lambeau on Monday night against what's been a surprisingly good Packers defense. Yeah. All right, sitting at the running back position, uh, Joe Mixon going up against the Ravens. Uh, I just – look, that Ravens defense isn't the defense of – you know, Ray Lewis and, and Ed Reed and those guys. But I just – the offensive line is so bad. The Ravens are are quick. I don't know how they get him involved enough. And I don't know how the Bengals slow down Lamar Jackson enough to where this thing isn't 21 points at halftime and they're not running the ball at all. It's just Red Rocket standing back there being target practice for, for the Baltimore linebackers. Yeah, he'll be thing. red, but it's not just going to cause good hair. Yeah, exactly. And at wide receiver, I'm going to go back to that uh, Eagles-Vikings matchup. If I don't like Carson Wentz, I don't like Alshon Jeffrey. I think he's going to get, I think he's going to get the shadow uh, of Xavier Rose. I think he's going to have trouble there. I think Carson Wentz isn't going to have a lot of time. Could be a good game for Zach Ertz. I think, assuming the Eagles will move the ball somewhat, I think Alshon Jeffrey pays the price for this bad matchup and drawing Rhodes this week, which that doesn't help me at all with, with the Civil War going on this week. No, good defenses when I've got uh, supposedly Jalen Ramsey's playing uh, and he'll be right on Michael Thomas. So right. there you have oh, that. Okay, so we'll call it – maybe it'll be a wash then. Okay, quarterback. Now, i, I got to preface some of these sits here. I mean, like I said about your Carson Wentz, you really should have your starting quarterback in a traditional league. But if you're in two quarterback legs, super flexes, that kind of thing, they can get kind of dicey. And all – so there's 32 quarterbacks. You may not have a choice, but I got to think there's going to be a better option out there than Andy Dalton this week. Going back to well, your yeah. your thing, yeah, you know, he had a nice game last week against Arizona. NASCAR would be a better option if you're in a position where you're playing Andy Dalton. Well, I mean, he put up a nice game last week. It gets people thinking, hey, maybe I can throw him in the right. flex spot or in my second quarterback. But I think this is a real chance for Baltimore to put the boots for the rest of the division. I think they'll be stomping Andy Dalton. Running back, here, here's something here. I, I can't recommend starting or sitting a Jordan Howard or a Peyton Barber and hoping I get it right. So I'm telling you not to get cute. Now, if you have questions between a couple of running backs, that's what the mailbag's for. But if you want me to sit a running back this week, it's going to be Miles Sanders. Jordan Howard is proving to be a solid back. He's outperforming Miles Sanders. Doug Peters has even admitted that Jordan Howard's the number one back. Right. So don't waste a roster spot until he starts exerting himself. A Jordan Howard's going to have questions against certain things with bye weeks and injuries. But since he's the number one back, Miles Sanders, don't even think about him. Yeah, and hopefully everybody shuts up about Sanders. Yeah, I find myself, because of all the draft nicks and all the – the fantasy Illuminati. He's the type of guy they've been beating that drum all summer and all season, and every time he doesn't perform, which is every week, they got a thousand excuses for him. I feel it's unfortunate for Mr. Sanders and the whole family. I find myself rooting against this kid, just hoping these people will shut up, and they never will. <laughs> just shut up. Same with Montgomery in Chicago. It's it's not his fault. He's still the he's still you know a great kid. Jim Brown and Ladanian Tomlinson's love child. It's all the fault of everybody else. <laughs> Singletary, same thing. They just won't shut up, so I find myself rooting against these guys. Okay, my wide receiver sit this week is Mike Williams. Look, he's banged up. And, you know, do you know that he's 41st in targets? 
which is uh, surprising. Hobbling around. Well, I know that that's the thing. And um, his red zone production is basically non-existent. Steelers tend to get torched by tight ends and slot guys, but they're actually third in fantasy points scored right. against guys that line up wide outside. Yeah, yeah. I think so, uh, him and Allen might might temper your expectation. I think big things from Eckler this week. Now, maybe they move Allen into the slot. I could see that happening where he could have 24 grabs, I think right. we talked about on, on Wednesday. All right, Rick, let's get right to it. Let's pick games in jolly old England at 9.30 Eastern, which doesn't work for me, Rick, because that's a half an hour before I like to get out of bed on a Sunday morning. I'm sure that really offends your sensibilities. The Carolina Panthers laying two points, giving two points to the Bucks in England. You know, I am. I was actually kind of torn on this. I, th- I think this is. You talk about a coin flip. <clears throat> this is it. I think the Panthers are a better team, but I hate these London games because they're always weird. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm going Panthers twenty-seven, Bucks twenty-four. And um, so I'm going to have Carolina win and cover. Yeah, so you got the cover there. Yeah, th- this one was really tough. I just wonder, you know, I think Kyle Island has a nice game, obviously. You know, I'm going to start him this week. I just wonder if Jameis Winston is a little bit better. I think Mike Evans, you know, after that goose egg, I think they can get him more involved. Godwin's still going to get his. I like what Ronald Jones has been doing lately. I think he's starting to establish his establish him, himself. I'm starting to buy into the Bucks a little bit, which means here comes the crash. They're going to lose <laughs> about 42-3. to three. So for, for your Carolina Panthers fans, I'm going to do you a favor. I'm going to take the Bucks here outright 23-20, but I have no confidence in that one whatsoever. Whatsoever, as you may be able to tell. All right, Rick, the Texans getting five heading into Arrowhead, taking on the Chiefs. Okay, again, we're out of order. Okay, um, look, I, the Chiefs just came off a tough loss. They're a little bit banged up. Damian Williams has been banged up. Don't know if they're going to have Tyreek Hill back. We already talked about that ankle sprain of, of Mahomes. But they're in Arrowhead again, and... <clears throat> If they were undefeated, I may be tempted to go the other way. But I'm going Chiefs 30, Texans 28. So what was the the cover? So you got the Texans covering. I do have the Texans Texans covering. Yeah, look, I'm just in Arrowhead. I don't like that five number. I I thought it would be higher, and then I'd be inclined to go your way a little bit. That five is uh, just a two middle fingers from Vegas saying good luck with this one. Here's what it comes down to for me. Loved what the Texans did last week. They've just long been wildly inconsistent offensively. I think the Chiefs coming off that loss, it sounds dumb for a one-loss team for there to, for something to be a must-win game, but it kind of feels like that with them. You know, I'm swayed by the fact that the Texans are always in every game, but I just don't think they have enough here. If it's under a touchdown in Arrowhead, I'm just going to take the Chiefs, so that's what I'll do. I'll take the Chiefs here 33-24 to because I have no doubt the Chiefs win the game. All right, Rick, the Seahawks giving one and a half to the Browns in Cleveland. And I don't know what to make of Cleveland. They The, the beatdown they put on Baltimore, it's kind of like, okay, Right. Yeah, this is who we thought they were going right. to be. And then the beatdown San Francisco gave Cleveland. <laughs> they were never in that game. No, it never. wasn't even close. 
Um, I like Seattle. I'm going Seattle by 10, 34-24. I really think Seattle's the real deal. I'll Russell tell you what, Wilson. you can make an argument, and you won't get any argument from me, that Russell Wilson is the best quarterback in the league. It'd be hard to argue. It, it really, <laughs> I mean, you can throw out Mahomes, guys like that. But exactly. From a leadership standpoint, Russell Wilson, just wild this year. And the touch that he has been demonstrating on these passes this year is phenomenal. Yeah, so again, this line sucks, all right, because one thing with Seattle, as great as they've been, every game they've been in has been razor thin, you know, didn't barely buy a field goal in Pittsburgh, buy a field goal at home against Cincinnati, everybody's playing them close, you know, come down to that missed field goal last Thursday, so if this thing was a field goal, I'd take Seattle win this thing and Cleveland to cover, but that one and a half is just terrible. So I'm going to have to take the Seahawks here. Obviously, they have to cover. I got Seattle 24-21. All right, and what will be the last time this season the Washington Redskins are a road favorite <laughs> giving three and a half to the Dolphins in Miami? And I'll tell you what, this is something that I really tossed out. I mean, it's hard to believe I'm sitting here taking time on the Redskins and Dolphins, but if you're going to bet on this turd, right. uh, I got the Redskins 24 and the Dolphins 20. So I have Washington actually winning and covering. Yeah, hard to say. Why did you struggled saying those words. I was about win. Yeah, it, right. it's terrible. So this is even harder. I got the Redskins winning. The Redskins should win this football but game. But you have Miami covering. I got you? Miami covering. <laughs> this is so. Here's what you think, right? And you did it, and lots of other people did it. And I was, you know, on the verge of doing it in some of my starts and sits. Here's finally the game where all these offensive weapons on these terrible teams are going to emerge. You know, Devontae Parker, Kenyon Drake, Adrian Peterson. I had Terry McLaurin, right? Right. When all this happens, you know what's happening here, Rick, right? Yeah, this, it could be 9-7. This is a 16-13 to 13 game. But I'm uh, looking for the Redskins to yeah. surge behind yeah. Bill Callahan. Yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> this is a 16-13 to 13 game. I think the Redskins can get to the 16, so that gives me the Redskins winning, but the Dolphins covering 16-13 in Miami. All right, Rick, the Eagles only getting three heading into Minnesota. Yeah, and that was not so surprising. After I'd have bet that was a six-point number. That three surprises me. After the beatdown they put on the Jets, but then you start step back and look, it was the Jets. It was the Jets, yeah. Um, probably in the argument with Washington, Miami, and Cincinnati. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, the Eagles have been getting shredded through the air, and I think – no matter how much whining and everything, they still have to worry about Delvin Cook, and they still have Diggs. They still have Thielen. I, I take the Vikings to win. I think it's going to be a close game, though. I'm going Vikings 31, Eagles 29. All right, I've got to look at something here, Rick, real quick. So let me find that game. All right, the Eagles are 3-2, and two, so they're a winning team. Yeah. So that's bad things for Kirk Cousins. If you're below 500, Kirk Cousins will hand you your lunch or eat your lunch, but – but, no, I think the Vikings' defense is too good. I think the Eagles' pass defense is too bad with all those weapons, and Dalvin Cook can't be stopped by anybody at this point. I think it's going to be close. I think this could be a pretty entertaining game. I'm going to take the Vikings to cover here, 34-30. I think it's barely a cover, all but right. I'll take that. Uh, so the Vikings by four at home. All right, Rick, the two teams I still I'd get wrong every week. I can't get a handle on the Saints getting one heading into Jacksonville. 
Um, as much as I love Minshew Mania, I really start and I, there hasn't been enough said about the job that Teddy Bridgewater is doing. Right, and that Saints defense is what a lot of people thought Jacksonville was going to be. Right, it, yeah, it is, it's I thought the same tough. thing. I thought the exact same thing. I'm going Saints 31, Jags 23. I'm going to have the Saints win and cover. Yeah, you, know, you keep waiting for Minshew to come back to earth. This may be the week. He may not come back to he earth. Might not. And the Saints could still win this game. Teddy Bridgewater does just enough. You still have Michael Thomas. You still have Kamara. You know, Bridgewater's not doing anything flashy. You're not seeing any 300-yard multi-touchdown performances. He's just managing it with the weapons he has, and that defense is kind of doing the rest. I think they're just more talented, even without Drew Brees top to bottom. So I'm going to take the Saints here 22-18, which obviously would be a cover being one point. All right, Rick, the Bengals receiving 11 dandy points heading into Baltimore, <laughs> taking on the Ravens. 11 dandy, dandy points. points. 11 dandy points. I have to – I was looking at something here. I have to pull it up here. Okay. Uh, this is something that I thought was funny, and then I stopped and thought, you know what, this is a division game. The Ravens, I'm not convinced, are as good – I think they're going to harass Dalton. I think they're going to stuff him. But I still think the game's going to be pretty close. I'm going Ravens 25, Bengals 20. So I'm going to take the Ravens to win, Bengals to cover. See, I kicked that around, the whole divisional thing. Then I looked back to Monday night, low two weeks (laughs) ago, when a lifeless, awful, Mason Rudolph-led Pittsburgh Steelers team hung 24 on this bungling group of nobodies in Cincinnati. So I think this line could be 20, and I'd still take the Ravens. I think this is a blowout. The Ravens 37, Bengals 14. And I don't know how they get to 14. I just want to step back just for a minute. One thing that I, I wanted to, to bring to light, you said, you know, Teddy Bridgewater just doing enough, you know, this, right. that, and the other. Yeah, he went for 314 yards and four touchdowns last week. Oh, he did? That, <laughs> I missed that, apparently. <laughs> well, you know, when he has to. There's a very understated 314 and 4 TDs. Thing. Exactly, because we had Deshaun Watson's yeah. 426 In the and context five. of what he did. Exactly. Right. Russell Wilson's four touchdowns. But, yeah, I mean, Teddy Bridgewater, when he has to, can get it done. And, I mean, he has been impressive this year. All right, 49ers go into L.A. taking on the Rams, getting three and a half. 49ers plus three and a half after that domination of that big mouth zilch baker mayfield you know we talked week. about the problems the rams have been having their girlies a little banged up Goff isn't playing sharp the defense has been getting shredded but this this even more than what i was talking about before division game this i think is where the buck stops for the for the 49ers on the undefeated streak i'm, I'm going with the rams in a tight ball game maybe a defensive touchdown maybe some turnovers garoppolo had been turning over a little bit here and there I'm going Rams 26, 49ers 24. All right, so you got a Rams win and a Niners cover then. Yeah, this is one of those deals where there's kind of two themes to this game and both are true, so it's difficult. The 49ers are for real. Oh, yeah. They're the real deal. No doubt. But this is a must-win for the Rams at this point. They're going to lose sight at the top of this division as well as the 49ers have been playing and Seattle's been playing. So this is a must-win. So – 
I kind of see this being probably one of the games of the week, a very exciting kind of back-and-forth game. This feels like a make-good from Greg the Leg. He's going to hit from about 62 as time <laughs> expires in regulation, which would make that a three-point Rams win. So I am with you. I got a Rams win, but a Niners cover. I'm right there with you. All right, Rick, the uh, uh, a confounding team still to me, the Falcons, given two and a half points to the Cardinals in Arizona. And I have no idea why I'm going this way. Week after week, I think that the Falcons <laughs> are going it. to win, and I'm doing it again. I think they go out to Arizona and they take the Cardinals. I'm going Atlanta 34, Arizona 28. So I have the Falcons winning and covering. Damn it, damn it, damn it, damn it. This is what I said when I saw this game and I saw that. You have to take the Falcons here, right? I would in no way be stunned if Arizona beat them by 40. But at the same time, I just still feel like Atlanta should win this game. So I'll have them winning and covering. What do I got? 27-20. I'll take them by a touchdown. All right, Rick. The Titans getting two and a half heading to Denver. This surprised me. The Titans getting points in Denver. Tough game, yeah, but the Broncos had a big win last week, and um, they're in at home in Denver. It's going to be cold. Snow's blowing around already out there. And they, well, that's what I like about Denver. Then next week it'll be 92 <laughs> degrees in that <laughs> exactly. same state. But they'll be away. They'll right. be playing in Green Bay I, I or something. It's so weird. Yeah. They always get that early snow, and then when you think it should be snowing there, it's 80. Right. I, I love Denver. I should move there. I think the Titans – pull out a very close hard-fought win. I'm going Titans 19, Broncos 18. I think it's going to be a a defensive game. So, all right, so you got the Titans out right. I got the Titans out right as well. That defense is absolutely for real, and I think Joe Flacco is going to really, really struggle. And so while, you know, I don't expect any big offensive outburst from the Titans I I think they win this game as well if I can get that defense against Joe Flacco catching points I'm going to take that all the every time so I I think it's going to be an ugly one I got the Titans here 19 the Broncos 13 okay I'd still sometimes somebody's got to get to 19 right I predict that three times every week I got 19 as well I don't think I've ever seen it all right, the Cowboys, after getting exposed the last two weeks against actual NFL football teams, laying, giving seven and a half points to uh, apparently well, healthy Sam Darnold in the Jets. Well, fortunately, they're playing the Jets, and <laughs> they'll get back on track against another bum team. I, I like the Cowboys, 28-14. Dak, they'll probably throw up their numbers. I don't think Darnold, you know, they still don't have many weapons. you got Le'Veon Bell and... Robbie Anderson, that's right. about it. So, um, in fact, um, Herndon's not coming back from suspension yeah. because he pulled a hamstring. So, yeah. no, I, I think Cowboys easily, 28-14. No, right? This is who the Cowboys are. They just beat up on, to use your word, crummy teams, and, and they struggle with good teams. The Jets are a crummy team. Sam Darnold, I don't know how much of a step up he's going to be for Mr. Falk this week. You're coming off, uh, I don't know what that mono does. I assume it's like the flu. So it makes I, you tired. Yeah, I can't imagine he's 100% ready to go, so I think they struggle. So I'll take the Cowboys here, winning and covering 28-17. All right, Rick, your Pittsburgh Steelers, the team I have this uh, disavowed, the Pittsburgh Steelers, getting six and a half points in L.A. in that soccer stadium taking on the Chargers. Yeah, I don't like them going west, quite frankly. And and for opposite reasons of the last few years, it's not because of the defense. I don't think they're going to win this game. I think their defense is playing much better. 
and they'll probably hold the Chargers in relative check, whatever you do with that offense. But I, I don't – with Mason Rudolph banged up, we don't know who's going to be starting. We don't know if it's going to be him or Hodges. The run game's really not there. Um, I'm going Chargers 27, Steelers 17. I hope I'm wrong. So you got a Chargers cover. All right. I think this is obviously a Chargers win, right? It is a hung- well, they're, they're so wishy-washy, yeah. too. You think they're a dominating team, and here they are, two and three. So I, I don't want to make either one of these teams. Yeah, they got to have this one. You know, Devlin Hodges isn't going to be the one to end your season, I don't think. Although I think what we've seen all year, the Steelers are going to keep this just close enough to give give us stupid yinzers some hope halfway through the fourth quarter. So I think the Steelers, Steelers cover. They're, they're not going to win this game, but I think the Steelers cover, get their heart broken late again. I got the Chargers 30-27. to 27. And Monday night football, Lions only getting four heading into Green Bay. Against, with your Matt Stafford. My Matt Stafford. Look, the Packers, I think, are for real, but this is, a, this is going to be a Good game. I think Matt Stafford's going to put up some numbers. Um, you know, nothing huge, but I think they're going to be able to score. I think they'll be able to run on the Packers somewhat. Still like Green Bay. I'm going Green Bay 31, the Lions 28. So I got Green Bay winning, but the Lions covering. Yep. All right. So here's my thoughts on this one. Detroit Lions playing in primetime on the road against a division rival. Had a couple of surprise wins, nationally getting attention, getting everybody saying, you know what, this Lions team might be the real deal. You know what that means, don't you? They're about to throw up all over their shoes. I got the Packers huge here, the Lions giving it back, showing us they're still the Detroit Lions. Actually, I don't have it that big, but I got the Packers here winning and covering 31-23. to All right. We all know what that means. You've got mail. You do have mail. Asylumfootball at gmail.com. At asylumfootball on Twitter. Rick, let's get right to it. And if it's before noon on Sunday, you can keep <laughs> sending them into the mailbag. Okay. <laughs> what do you do with you and that button? I didn't do a thing. Oh, so it's the ghost in the it must system. Must be. Again. I don't know. Okay, Kurt writes. He has a PPR dilemma. All right. With Allen Robinson, T.Y. Hilton on buys. That is a dilemma. Pick two. All right. Deontay Johnson, Robbie Anderson, Geronimo Allison, D.D. Westbrook. Oh my! Yeah, that's a that's a sticky wicket there. Look, he's not putting up huge numbers, but at least with Minshew Mania, I think D.D. Westbrook's involved. Um, I can't go Anderson. And, and one yeah. of the takeaways that I did have, you know, while we're just kind of, you know, melding things together, you know, Allison and Valdez Scantling, they just have not developed no. really any chemistry, you know, with Aaron Rodgers. And I – it's hard to trust them, you know, to, to put in there. I'm almost tempted to go, geez, I don't know. I think Deontay Johnson's the obvious one here with James it's Washington got, out. He kind right. of seems to make – he's big play dependent. Right. But, but you're kind of chasing points this it's week. got to be Johnson and Westbrook in my mind. Yeah, probably. You could talk me into Allison. I'm throwing Robbie Anderson out. I'm yeah. with you. 
you know, this week. Uh, he does have, well, no, I'm not going to talk myself. So I'll go with DD with you. I really have no faith in him. But, I don't either. But, uh, yeah, I, I think Deontay's obvious. But, you know, Kurt, you're right. You are in a dilemma. That's definitely a PPR <laughs> dilemma. I mean, that's pro- he's probably got, I don't know, um, with a Robinson and Hilton on buys. Those were probably his twos and threes. So you're probably at least got one good one. Right. I, I would hope, hope you so. hit on one of these guys. Okay. Uh, Walt writes Walt, in another PPR. Diggs or Goodwin? Not Godwin. Goodwin. Boy, you talk about a guy I thought was going back two years ago was going to take over the world. And then when they bring in Jimmy G and I know he's back healthy and I thought we'd see Goodwin take that big step forward. It just hadn't been there for as good as that offense has been. He's essentially been uninvolved. So even with all the drama, it's digs and it's not even close. Yeah, exactly. I agree. All right. Blow it up. All righty. I like it. That was pretty lame. That was a little quiet. Let's do it again. I like that better. Okay. Skip writes. My running backs are Cook, Ingram, Ronald Jones, and Kenyon Drake. My wide receivers are Thielen, Chark, Geronimo Allison, Paul Richardson, James Washington, and Christian Kirk. I also had A.B. at one time. Many did. Yeah. So AB's gone, Kirk's hurt, and James Washington's hurt. So now basically we have Thielen, Chark. Well, this is a trade question. So it doesn't matter. Okay. Okay, it's PPR, and I was offered Robert Woods and Carrion Johnson for Mark Ingram and Geronimo Allison. Mm, I'm not blown away by Woods or Ingram. I, maybe it makes your squad a little deeper. But the upside of Ingram, who cares? Well, you're about getting out. Woods, right, and Carrion Johnson, right. Who both and you're have giving under- away? Mark Ingram. Yeah. I don't want to give away Ingram, even for those two. Okay, I, you said you seemed to like you were kind of dissing both. I wasn't sure what direction. I want you were the going. Mark Ingram side, whichever side that is. I think I would too, because you're still you're not getting markedly better making that move. No, you have Thielen, Chark. And, you know, Kirk gets back, you'll be okay. Uh, with this week, Paul Richardson might be okay down right. in Miami. So, yeah, I, I don't think I'd go there either, Rick. I'm with I'm I mean, with Robert Woods hasn't been good. He, he flat hasn't been good. Well, you look, he hasn't been bad. No. But no, it's just but it's, it's the Rams. They're just not what you're expecting out of these guys, and that's the problem. Um well, let's take a look at Woods while we're here. You have Cooper Cup, who's been leading that whole that, charge there. That's what worries me, and now he's got to share the rest with Brandon Cook. Yeah, there's Woods, 31 catches, 355 yards. He's got 43 rushing yards, but no touchdowns. Yeah, so, I mean, three right. for 40. We had the 13 for 164, and what's the anomaly game overall with Tampa Bay, everything that happened there. Back to five for 48. Yeah. Look, I can get three for 40, four for 40, out of, you know, I'm going to be right. chasing Allison it every week out somebody. of Kirk, out of right. one of these guys. I got Thielen and Chark as my ones and twos, and then Ingram is my number two running back. I want way more than I want on Johnson is my number two running back. Agreed. You've got a good team composition. Player for player, this is 
probably a good move for you. But I think this really upsets your team composition, and I wouldn't do it. I agree. And going into this week with Miami, where you can get Paul Richardson in there, maybe next week Kirk will be back. You should be okay. I mean, Chark's knocking it out. You have Thielen. Even Allison may pick it up. So I agree. Okay, Will writes, Dak or Rivers? Oh, you got Dak against a bad team. River. I think your safer bet's Dak. Rivers could too. have a big day, but Steelers defense are getting after the quarterback. I think Dak just feasts on a bad team. I do, that's too. That's what he's shown he's done this year. Yeah, so go I agree. Dak. Okay. Nathan writes, we have, it's a PPR question. Tevin Coleman or Jordan Howard? Ooh, Okay. Yeah, Tevin Coleman now, looked good in his return. Was, he looked actually, very good, yeah. but so does Matt Breida. Yeah. But, of course, it's a really a run-heavy San Francisco yeah. offense, quite frankly. So, But then, you know, Doug Peterson goes out and says, yeah, Jordan Hare, Howard is the number one guy right now. The problem is I feel like Jordan Howard is still very touchdown dependent. Miles Sanders is still getting plenty of work as much as I root against him because of all of you out there. I find myself rooting against him. I think I'm going to go with Coleman here. They're going to be able to move the ball against this Rams defense. What he can do in a PPR scenario, I think, is the difference maker. Look, if Jordan Howard goes out and puts up two or three more touchdowns, I'm sorry. It's just so hard to predict that Coleman's a safer bet here. Definitely. PPR standard, I I would go Howard. Um, But PPR, I don't even think it's close, quite frankly. All right, Scott. Writes, we do not play a flex position. Well, why not, Scott? Well, yeah, yeah, Scott. Okay, it is PPR. Are you done destroying this poor man? Oh, sorry. But pick two running backs. He's got a lot of running backs for only running two and no flex. Okay. But he's got some depth. It's PPR. Okay, Okay. we have um, Aaron Jones. All right. Devontae Freeman. Austin Eckler and Philip Lindsay. Eckler and Lindsay. All right, this is easy for me. I'm gonna ride this Aaron Jones train till it comes off the rails. It's gonna come off the rails at some point. Freeman did I like his matchup, but I I don't trust him. He's been so bad this year, and Eckler was my running back start this week. So this is Jones and Eckler for me easily. Yeah, I don't want to buy in that huge game that Lindsey turned in. No. Um, we've got this game. Not if against my, the Titans, especially. No, if my prediction's even close, I, I don't have them scoring a lot of points this right. week. If they're in Denver. It's going to be cold. I'm with you. Aaron Jones, ride that train until it stops. I mean, look, Williams is still out. I mean, it's his show the whole way through. I don't think Jones is going to put up four TDs again this week. That, no. I know that may be a bold <laughs> yeah. prediction. So, right, you heard it here first. Boy, you're, know. you are getting out I know. There, I'm on that limb. I'm on that limb. But, but yeah, I'm a, it will end, I think, at some point. But ride it till it does. I agree. Jones and Eckler. Okay. Lily has a problem. Lily. All right, Lily. We're she, here to help you. She, she right, And she does. She has a problem. It's a half-point PPR. Saquon isn't playing, and Mac is on a bye. That's a problem, That's Lily. A problem. I feel you. That's and I still And I still need two running backs. Well, yeah, most of us do. All right, what do you got, Lily? Royce Freeman. That's a problem. Duke Johnson. Another problem. Adrian Peterson. That's not as bad. Rashad Penny. 
Okay. To me, it's easy. It, it, it's uh, Duke Johnson and Adrian Peterson. Peterson's my start. I think he's, he's just out of sheer load, he's going to get yeah, it. Duke Johnson is an enigma because he's like one or two in the league in about every category as far as yards per touch um, and things of that nature, and they don't seem to use him. They won't give him the football, no. yes. That, that's um, a problem, though, for a, a fantasy it is. player. That... But Royce Freeman has definitely been taking the backseat to Phillip Lindsay, and yeah. Penny is just coming back. And look what Chris Carson's been doing. I mean, can you really start either one of those guys over even Duke Johnson? No, that's the thing. I, I do not trust Duke Johnson, but even as little as they give him the football, I think Royce Freeman, even if he gets – so in his limited role, I'm not messing with that Titans defense. I know I'm talking about them like the 85 Bears, and they're not that, but I'm not messing with them. You know, Rashad Penny, I'm just going to have to see it unless Chris Carson puts the ball in the car. Chris Carson, when you watch him play, has looked like the best running back in the National Football League this year. Just running people over, getting it done everywhere, except he keeps putting it on the carpet. I don't want to sit around and hope Chris Carson fumbles and Penny comes into the game, so I'm with you. Yeah, Lily, you're in a rough spot. You you were right. AD, you're going to be good on, and I think Duke Johnson's your safest bet. You hope he busts off a long reception in what could be a shootout in Arrowhead. Yeah, you mean AP. No, he's AD. He's told you that himself. Who? It stands for all day. Oh, yeah, Adrian all day. Pete, yeah, on, that's right. It, yeah, Rick. You're just not hip like I am. Yeah, woke. Woke. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I, that woke. drives me nuts, too. I am woke. Yeah, you're woke, all right. <laughs> I got another couple words for you. You can't say those, though. <laughs> and being woke, I know what they are and that you can't say them. And frankly, you shouldn't I be thinking. I think we're going that. to make this show explicit. I, even then, you can't say that. Stand-up comedians aren't allowed to say those words anymore. You don't know what I'm going to say. Oh, I know what you're going to no, say. No, I don't I've think you do. long enough. Zay writes. Zay, like Jones. I don't think we talked about that, Zay Jones heading out yeah, to that's true. the that's... Raiders. What do you think about that? Um, Big nothing, or could it be something? I think that it could certainly make them better. And look, they're three and two. Really? And I don't know how. <laughs> I, I mean, quite frankly, I mean, I, I really thought Duct this team was going. Yeah, I thought it was like. going to be terrible team. And it's never been pretty. <laughs> no, but I mean, what they did over in England yesterday last week was impressive. Absolutely. That's I mean, they win. took down Chicago Bears. They weren't playing Miami, and they came from behind against the Bears right. defense. That's that's to be noted. Exactly. Um, I think he's going to help them out. I mean, probably not going to make a huge impact. He's got to get to know the offense and so forth. I think it's still going to run through Darren Waller almost exclusively and Williams. Tyrell Williams, yeah, those two guys. You know, I think he he helps, but no no fantasy impact. I don't think so. Probably why he didn't make the show till I just remembered it right. Right. Okay. Um. Oh yeah. Okay. Zay wrote. And maybe it is Zay. I don't, I don't it know. Could be Zay Jones. He, he likes to play. Minshew plays fantasy. Why shouldn't That's Zay true. Jones? Goff or Stafford? Ooh, gross. Okay. Goff or Stafford, blah, 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 blah. Being a must-win game, I think Stafford's going to have, have trouble this week. Going on – I – I think Detroit's going to be bad this week. I think the Raiders or the Rams, I'm sorry, are going to win. So give me golf. I'm not going to overthink. I could really overthink this thing. You know, the the hatred you have for Matt Stafford is equal to the love I have for him. I'm not going to talk myself into it. I'm going golf. Yeah, and I mean that the the disdain I have for him, it, it's just kind of one of those things. You know, would he be a better player? Yeah, it's easy to overthink something like this yeah. because golf. 
Yeah, we just brought up Robert Woods, you know, no touchdowns. They just haven't been that explosive. Gurley could be out. I mean, but I think that may work in Goff's favor as far as fantasy production. He may have to throw more. Yeah, he I'm may not- throw four picks, but I think he could throw for it's true. You know, 375 and three touchdowns while he does it, which right. is all I really care about. Okay, so we will go with Jared Goff. And finally, Paul writes. And it starts out with all. You know, if it was week one or two, you'd say it was ridiculous. Is it time to bench Evans? We start two wide receivers in a half-point PPR, and I have, besides Evans, Woods, Cortland Sutton, Marvin Jones, and Muhammad Sanu. My running backs have been big, so I use my third in the flex, Cook, Eckler, and Aaron Jones. So... Do you bench Mike Evans for Robert Woods, Mr. Flieger? I can't do it. Do you bench him for Cortland Sutton? Can't do it. Marvin Jones? Can't do it. Muhammad Sanu? Can't do it. Look, Sanu and Marvin Jones we can take off the table, I think. And when you're talking about... I think if you throw out Evans and Sutton, Sutton, or Woods, one or the other. I mean, something's been putting up numbers, but I think against that Tennessee defense could be. But I think Evans has to be one of them. He does. He he just does. I mean, look, Ben, we talked about it on Wednesday, if you were listening. You know, wildly inconsistent. Two for 28, bat. Four for 61, average. Eight for 190 and three. That's yeah. pretty darn good. Yeah. Four for 89 and a touch. Good. Okay. I'll take that. Nothing for nothing and nothing. That that's no boy. So look, do you think that's going to happen two weeks in a row? That's Paul. not going to happen. Two no. Weeks. And here's the problem: when you're talking about if you if you have a a shark or somebody like that, all right. If you're in that situation, somebody that's popped like that that you got off the waiver wire or didn't spend a lot of draft capital on, then I take that risk. I am not going to risk missing that eight for one ninety and three. For the likes of Sutton, Marvin Jones, right. Muhammad Sanu, I can't. You take may get that burned risk. once yeah. in a while, but you know, here's one thing, and we've been doing this a long time. And you remember, I was a few years ago. I was down on Mike Evans for what reason? Not because of his touchdowns, not because of the yardage, but of his lack of catches. Right. It was always wildly inconsistent. And why was that? Because they had. Beside him, they had a Vincent Jackson, right, yeah. a big possession guy. They haven't had that the last couple of years. Now, all of a sudden, they have it, we've Chris got Godwin. Chris Godwin. Right. So, you're going to have to, I think, live with this inconsistency, yeah. as Bob Long would love to discuss right. next week, hopefully, of Mike Evans. But you can't take him out of the lineup because yeah. you don't want to miss 189 yeah. and three touchdowns. Not for the likes of this list you gave me. Like I said, well, yeah. if you had a shark or somebody like that, I don't know why I'm honed in on him. But that kind of player who's putting up consistently good numbers, who you didn't draft to be a starter, who you didn't draft to play very often, you know, that's the kind of guy you plug in, you sit Evans down, and he's going to be so consistent. Even if you miss that big week for Evans, you're going to be fine. When you're talking Muhammad Sanu, Marvin Jones, they're the same guy. Well, right. Sanu's not even that. He's just kind of a nice piece. You know, Sanu Marvin has Jones been that is, guy. He's Marvin that Jones is, almost has this same stat line. So Mike Evans is, is a 
better risk there. Cameron Sutton, he's had some nice days. He's on a terrible offense, just a terrible offense with a loser of a quarterback. I shouldn't say that. Joe Flacco's won a Super Bowl. But they're playing Tennessee. Right. And and Cortland Sutton only has 26K. He had a big game, don't get me wrong. 26 catches. He's got the three touchdowns. And you put that, what's Evans got? Um, He's got four touchdowns. Right. Three of them in one game. Um, yeah. And then when you look at a Robert Woods, if we just use everybody here, everything I just read about Mike Evans, I felt like I read the exact same thing not 10 minutes ago about about Woods, right? So, again, Mike Evans has a better pedigree, in my opinion, so that's why with this list of guys you have, it's going to be painful. It's going to burn you. He's going to cost you a game. You're going to be beating your head off the wall. I'm in that same boat, dude. I'm playing Rick this week, and I'm going to have Mike Evans starting – Going up against you gotta do it because I'm in the same boat. I yeah. don't have anybody any better, any more trustworthy to risk losing that eight for one ninety and three. Yeah. Now if I'm if you're sitting there, you know, and you happen to have a Will Fuller sitting there, you're asking a question. That's a different story. Or even a, a, a Tyler Boyd. You, well, you Tyler make. Boyd, you start him over pretty much anybody. This well, he's week. thirty-seven catches, four hundred six yards. He's only got one touchdown. I mean, you know, he's what he's probably top one, two, four, six. Eight. He's ninth in the league in scoring. So, yeah, he's a top tenner right now. But with that offensive line, yeah, yeah, I don't know right. if they're going to maintain that. I don't yeah. know, especially A.J. Green's practicing now. So what? how's that going to affect him? But right now, eh, that's immaterial. You don't have him, Paul. Right. So start yeah. Mike Paul, Evans. Paul, start Mike Evans. <laughs> that was a long way to say, Paul, start Mike Evans. Exactly. Okay, we're going to cover something very quickly here. All righty. Before we get out of here. Hurry up, it's Friday night. Yeah, but. I'm exhausted. And, and it's kind of funny the spin that the title puts on this. Hmm. Young people are spearheading mental health awareness at the workplace. So this is some millennial BS, isn't it? I'm going to get mad, Rick. <laughs> wow, it, it infuriated me. So that's why I that's brought it in. That's a low threshold. Uh. <laughs> okay, about half of millennials and 75% of Gen Zers, is that what they are? Is that what's after millennials? Apparently, is that apparently. Like my daughter is she a Gen Z? I don't maybe? know. I don't know what this. Well, I know some is. Gen Zers are of working age, so I don't know. Yeah, that's but true. anyway, maybe about half of that. millennials and seventy-five percent of Gen Zers have quit their jobs for mental health reasons, according to a new study conducted by MindShares Partners, SAP, and Quatrix. It was published in. The Harvard Business Review. Well, of course it was. That's compared to just 20% of respondents overall who said they voluntarily left the job in order to prioritize their mental health, emblematic of a shift in generational awareness. The authors of the report, Kelly Greenwood, Vivek Bipep, and Mike Mon wrote, for baby boomers... The number was less than 10% of quitting their jobs for mental health reasons. Imagine that. Well, and here's the problem. But you can blame the baby boomers and what am I, Gen X? Is that what they consider me, I don't know what the hell you are. 
we got real use to all this food and electricity that's around us, and that we were required as responsible adults to provide for ourselves and our stupid millennial and Gen Z kids. Now, we have coddled them so much that they will just let them move back in with us, and we'll feed them and pat them on the head for their mental health. What are you talking about your mental health? I manage people, right? You can't say good morning to somebody anymore, so it'd be taken wrong. So I don't know what what these Gen Zers and Millennials aren't getting having given to them that they have to quit a job for mental health. If you want to have us, Rick. if you want to, no, I, I didn't raise my kids that way. Okay, and they won't be that way. But I agree. But if you want a house, if you want a family, if you want electricity, if you want food, what do you do? I work. Okay. But listen to the way they put this. It should come as no surprise that younger generations are paving the way for the destigmatization of mental health. Um, a Wall Street Journal article published in March labeled millennials the therapy generation, no. <laughs> as today's 20 and 30-somethings are more likely to turn to therapy and with fewer reservations than young people in previous eras did. That's fine. Go I to- never thought of it. No. I didn't. Need to. No, that's fine. You want to go to therapy? I'm all for it. Do it after work. How about that? Jerk, go to work. <laughs> exactly. Oh. You can do whatever you want after work. You can go to therapy. You can go to that new crazy room at the Flyers Stadium where you get to beat on things with hockey sticks. Whatever you got to do, just do it after work. Somebody asking you to, for the eight hours that you said you would be there and accept these large sums of money, if you just go there and do but that. But they're trying to make this sound like it's some... It says, in, a, in the study, millennials ages 23 to 38 were 63% more likely than baby boomers ages 55 to 73 to know the proper procedure for seeking mental health support from a company. I don't want mental health support from a damn company. Right. I want a paycheck. Yeah, give me the check. I'm going to go home. And hospitalization so when I have the heart attack, getting worked up over you people. Because here's what you're going to do, Rick. You're going to go home to the house you paid for with your own money and drink the beer that you paid for with your own money until you feel drunk enough to give up with you. You're an alcoholic. But this is how you deal with things. Now, look, if you want therapy, and and look, it's good, I guess, that with actual – but there's a much lower threshold of mental health (laughs) issues now. You being a whining punk is not a mental health issue. You're just a pussy. I'm going to say it. I don't know if I'm allowed to say it. On his airway. That's what you are. That's not a mental health issue. That's poor raising by your parents and your unwillingness to drink brown liquor to deal with your problems, yeah. which is something that should be done. Go to work, then go to therapy, go to your support you group, go to your cuddle, tickle group, whatever you got to do, I don't care, but do it after work and don't ask and me to pay for it. Pet your teddy bear at home I while you're watching TV. I, yeah, I think we'll get any hate mail for this. I hope. I don't care. <laughs> I, I'll that that is just that just irked me to no no end. Yeah. So I don't know why you had to ruin my weekend, Rick. Let's well, because that's here. what I like to do. But otherwise, for those of you who still listen to us, you <laughs> non millennials, and, and those of you willing to work for a don't living, die before we do. Yes. Thank, thanks for joining us. Good luck this week. Asylumfootball at gmail.com. At Asylum Football at Twitter. Rick will answer those questions right up till kickoff. Good luck this week. Till next time, we'll see you. Take care. Stupid millennials.